Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's issues on American Family Radio. Today is Tuesday, August the 30th, and we thank you for listening to AFR Tim with Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, Tim. Chris Woodbury. Good morning. And Ray Pritchard. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? Doing well. Uh, Ray, uh, where's where your next, uh, where are you off to next? Uh, well, on Sunday, off for about two weeks to Florida, teaching the Bible at the Bible Institute down in Hudson, north of Tampa, then up to Chattanooga, then to New York, and then to Illinois for a Bible prophecy conference. So, the the fall schedule is a is upon us. You're going to be just some lovely time spent in America's airports. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better. Nothing better than going to the airport these days. I mean, and when you go to Kansas City, you got to go through Atlanta, Dallas, St. Louis. Where are you going? Let's see here. Huh? From Kansas City, I fly from here through uh, probably Atlanta, then down to Tampa, then back to Atlanta, up to Chattanooga, then back to, then I think to Charlotte, then up to Albany, and then so on and so on. Finally, back to Kansas City. You know, at all those stops just increases the potential for problems. That's right. It's almost guaranteed, Fred, these days. Almost guaranteed. Well, we hope that, uh, you know, that uh, the Lord's favor will be upon you, brother. Right. Thank you. <laughs> to get there and then to come back, right? Yes, that's right. We, I always, even if we have to pay a little bit more, we always fly direct if we can. Yeah. Because just one less one less stop where you have One less stop. That, that can make a big difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we hardly ever uh, check our bags anymore. That's another problem you've... <laughs> You have to as long as the trip is your own there, Ray, right? Right. You're yeah. right. I'm going to have to. But yeah. you're you're much smarter these days. I see people, Tim, I see a few people taking transatlantic trips, but it's all on the carry-on. I don't know how you do that. But it's it's smart if you can figure out how to. Hey. That way you're not trusting, not worrying about the baggage handlers and I worried, lost luggage and all that. I learned a long time ago my pants can be worn more than one day. <laughs> uh, if it means I have to. If it means I can save on the packing. You know, you, you guys talking about the uh, luggage problem? Yeah. There's a story back about a month ago, and I think this mm-hmm. involved Delta Airlines. There was so many mix-ups at the Heathrow Airport in London with people not getting their luggage. They assigned a crew and an airplane to go to London's Heathrow, and all they put on that airplane was luggage. No passengers, <laughs> just luggage. I found really? it. To bring it back to the United States. Yeah. I'll, po- I'll post the link on our Facebook page. I've never heard of that before. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> do you what guys, have do, have you guys ever done this, or do you know people that do this? I've I've heard people mention this. They will ship their clothes and whatever it is they're planning to use with them, they'll ship them like UPS or FedEx or whatever to wherever it is that they're going. Oh my. To get around the baggage well, issues. You know, that's not a bad idea, actually. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're going, you know, somewhere for a week or two. And you want to avoid, uh, you know, you got a multiple airports to stop in. Because it didn't take, but, you know, being late one time 
uh, right. you know, and you you know those you know those dreaded moments when you're racing across the airport, and the as as older people do, you know that's a funny thing to watch in and of itself. Uh, Fifty plus year olds trying to sprint through an airport, but anyway, been then, there, done that. Yes, <laughs> but then you know you're getting on a flight where your luggage isn't going to be, there. yeah, because your luggage is not sprinting yeah. across the uh, across the tarmac. All right. Well, uh, we wish you best the best with your. <laughs> Thank you. Which will test your Christianity, I'm sure. That, uh, yes, every, first, every bit of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Dr. Frank Turek will be with us in a little bit, as well as Sandy Rios will be uh, with us. If you want to join us on the Internet, go to uh, our streaming service, which we uh, live video shoot this show, is uh, streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. Take advantage of that. That's new. We've had that about a month, streaming.afa.net. And a lot of you watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Just type in today's issues, today's issues, and we are on uh, Facebook and YouTube as well. All right, Chris, what's the first story you got for us? Well, the White House uh, continues to have people scratching their heads over all kinds of uh, situations. And this one is definitely a head scratcher. Uh, it's, it's audio yesterday that's still getting people talking about it today, and understandably so. It's audio of Fox News' Peter Ducey, reporter Peter Ducey, asking White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre about the different COVID rules, the ones that apply to people flying into the U.S. versus the people walking across the southern border illegally into the U.S., to which the White House Press Secretary said, people aren't doing that. I'm not making it up. It is clip one. So they're two different things. They're two different things. But so are, how is it two different things? Somebody unvaccinated comes over on a plane. You say that's not okay. Somebody walks into Texas or Arizona unvaccinated. They're allowed to stay. But, Why? But that's not how it works. Like we actually no. I know that that's not what you guys want to happen, but that is what what has happened. But that's not. It's not like somebody walks over and <laughs> that's not. That's, that's not how. Exactly what's happening. We. Well, Thousands of people are walking in a day. Some of them turn themselves over. Some of them are caught. Tens of thousands a week are not. That is what is happening. None of that was edited together to be misleading in any way, shape, or form. That is what she said. I, I don't know what to say. Isn't she doesn't either. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> this, is, this is stunning. She gets up there, and she actually says to Peter Ducey asking this question, first of all, I appreciate Peter Ducey so much. He's the only one with guts in that White House press corps to ask that kind of question. And he called her on it right there. He said, it's happening every day. They're walking across the border. No, it's happened since Biden went office by the millions. Millions, yes, sir. Four to five million now is the estimate. Millions have come across the border illegally and, and just been, now they're, they're, they've just been dispersed all over the United States. And she says they're not walking across. Listen, the the point that's one story. Is she just is she a dumbbell? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but is she a dummy? Well, it's I I think Tim. Uh, no, I I I think she knows it's going on, but she is up there and she doesn't care whether she has to lie for Joe Biden. She's going to do it. Okay. Everybody knows this is happening, but. But what she and here's the other thing she's depending on. She is hoping that most people in America are not watching Fox News. 
Right. Because the other networks aren't covering this story. Right. They're not sending any crews down to the border. So they're hoping, the White House is actually hoping the American people are so ignorant that this is not happening. The, the, her answer is a story unto itself, Ray. But, 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 her, but Peter Ducey's original point was, his question was, and this has uh, been brought to, to uh, international attention because the world's number one male tennis player Mm-hmm. Uh, his name Djokovic. I, yes. Djokovic. Yeah, he uh, declined to. No, well, he declined to, but uh, come to the U.S. But he's uh, he cannot come to the U.S. because he won't get a COVID vaccine shot. Correct. He said, "I'm not." He didn't go to Australia either for the same reason. So, uh, what what Peter Ducey is saying is, wait a minute, people who fly into the U.S who have their passports are denied entry because they won't get a COVID vaccine shot, which is completely and totally unnecessary today. Okay. Even if you believed it once was Ray, but, but he's saying, but if, but these thousands who are walking across our border are, are not required. And how do you, how do you make sense of that? That's what he's asking her. And she, she says they're it's, not walking across the border. That's not how it is. Go ahead, Ray. Look, by the thousands, by the tens of thousands, by the hundreds of thousands, and as you guys have said, by the millions, they are walking across the border. In fact, you have to willfully shut your eyes to the evidence mm-hmm. Because, Tim, every day mm-hmm. there's a new story, there's a new video. You can see them wading across the Rio Grande. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, she, look, she was put in office because, or she was given that job because she checked a couple of boxes on the, quote, diversity list. That's how she got there. And she's basically being told to deny reality in her answers, and that's what she's doing. Peter ducey has got her dead to rights because, look, if Djokovic wants to come to the U.S., he should fly to Mexico and walk across yeah. and he'll get in just like everybody else. <laughs> That's the truth. That's true. I mean, we're laughing about it, but that that's how I would do it if I were him. I would just go to the Yeah, right. Huh? Just he could to... wait across yeah. just like everybody else. Nobody'll yeah. bother him. Yeah. Um, you know, it is a shame for him uh, as a professional uh athlete because he is the number one player in the world mm-hmm. and he is um uh got an opportunity. I mean, he's like I've forgotten where he is ranking in terms of all-time what they call Grand Slam wins, which is the uh, the major tennis tournaments, the French Open, Wimbledon, U.S. Open, I think Australian Open. And so he's he's missing opportunities to set to become known as the greatest male player in, in world history. I mean, so – uh, he, he's, he's, he's sticking by his convictions. Uh, he's saying, you know, no, I'm not going to be forced to have a vaccine shot to, uh, for COVID mm-hmm. to play <laughs> again. The, the, another irony uh, here is, is that <clears throat> the U S open, which is held in, in New York city, you're, you're going to have hundreds of thousands of fans come through the turnstiles, right? They're not required to be vaccinated. Nope. Well, nope. Nobody's checking. Nobody's checking them. And yet the athletes out on the court who are in top physical condition and and uh, 
and they're out in the open, even if you, you know, want to talk about COVID being spread by close contact, they're out there. And they're required. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Well, and just think about this to, to add to this. You can walk across the Rio Grande. Yeah. You don't have to have a vaccination. I think you got to swim unless you can walk on water, Fred. Well, there's places, though, that there you can walk across. There's places where you can walk across. Oh, can you? Okay. Yes, you can walk across. But two things. We are throwing people out of our military yeah. because they won't get a shot. Yeah. But we're okay with people entering the country yeah. illegally and staying here. Yeah, and, and the federal government dispersing them. And giving them cell phones. It and doesn't say, make any sense at all. No. Uh, whatsoever. Except that it's the political, uh, it's it's the political ideology of the left. Yes, that that it, it doesn't make any sense, and it's no. there that that's what they, uh, but that's what they promote. All right, you're listening to today's issues, and joining us now from North Carolina is our good friend Dr. Frank Turek, who joins us most Tuesdays at this time. He's the uh, Host of Cross Examined, heard it on the weekends here on American Family Radio, Cross Examined Radio, and he's also the, the founder of that ministry. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, Tim. <clears throat> you know, there used to be a saying in the Soviet Union that went like this The future is known, it's the past that keeps changing. <laughs> And the reason they the reason they said that was because we have an ideology and we're gonna get everybody to shape the future by forcing them to adhere to our ideology. And if we have to lie about the past, that's what we'll do. Mm. So that's basically what's going on from the White House press secretary. Right. The, and, the, the, the past and the present, <laughs> you yeah. know, we're going to lie about because we know a future that we want. That's a good, wow. It's scary, and, but mm. it's a good point. But too. sad state of affairs, uh, guys, that we have now have – a journalism establishment right. in this country right. that is forsaking what they're... And they wonder why the American public doesn't trust NBC and CBS and CNN anymore. No, because they're all on the same team. Yes. They're all on the same team. The the uh, political left, the media establishment left, and the, uh, uh, the pundits, I guess you could say, they're all on the same... And now we know the deep state... Yes. Including some in the FBI. They're all on the same team. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you, go ahead. you probably heard of this idea known as um, viewpoint. Uh, it's not called viewpoint. Uh, viewpoint standing. I'm trying to think of the right term they use now. That wherever, if you're a minority, your uh, viewpoint is to be put at a higher level than anyone else. Especially if you have multiple, I mean, Fred, you were talking, I mean, uh, uh, Ray, you're talking about having so many checks in the block, you know, if you're a particular race, if you have a particular sexual orientation, if you, if you have a number of other politically correct characteristics about who you are, your opinion is going to be seen as sacrosanct and anybody who, you know, might be white, Christian, male, somebody like that can't be heard at all. If that is the way that we are going to search for truth, we're never going to find it. That's why you have activism journalism. It's not really to find the truth. It's to say that these people traditionally have been disadvantaged. So whatever they say, we're going to say is true, even if it really isn't. Well, in addition to that, we've had the story the last couple of days, not to repeat it too much here, but uh, of how the uh, 
national media, the liberal media, including the big social media, colluded. <laughs> colluded to suppress the story on Hunter Biden. That's activism, activist journalism right there. Mm-hmm. They're right, not but- looking for the truth. They, they already have a narrative that they want to promote because they think that narrative needs to be promoted. Yes. And it doesn't matter what the truth is. We're just going to say it's the truth. Had Don Jr., Donald, Jr., Donald Trump Jr. had a laptop with as much potentially incriminating evidence oh, yeah. as, as Hunter Biden had, do you think that uh, big tech social media companies and the liberal media would have suppressed it? Absolutely Prior not. to an election? Intentionally? And now, Fred, I mean, well, any of you guys can comment on this now, and we're going we're gonna to talk about this are we going to talk about this now? What, what I'm going to talk about is the fact that the FBI uh, has been accused of uh, protecting Hunter Biden, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. You, do you have that? Uh? Well, I have the audio that uh, Fred had mentioned this. Uh, we've got audio of a former FBI agent on Washington Watch yesterday saying the same agents are going after Trump time and time and time again on okay. purpose. Okay, we have that. But I'm talking about the story where the uh, – where Grassley, senator from Iowa, cited a whistleblower, and then Grassley then called out a, a FBI agent by name. Do you have yeah, that, Fred? Yes, uh, yes. The FBI na- agent's name is Timothy Tebow. Timothy Tebow, like Tim Tebow. Hmm. Yes, <laughs> not the same. Uh, well, that's good to know. Oh, Tim- I know he tried baseball, but yeah. I didn't know he tried the FBI. Yeah, <laughs> thank God for Senator Grassley. And the whistleblowers who have gone to Senator Grassley, Uh they have confirmed what we suspected all along, Tim. And that is there's a group of FBI agents that have been out to get Donald Trump since day one. And to protect Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. And to protect uh, Joe Biden. And as a result of these, some of these whistleblower stories now getting out, this FBI assistant special agent in charge, that's his title, Timothy Tebow, he was walked out of the FBI last Friday. He's been on suspension now for a month after it was learned, thanks to these whistleblowers inside the FBI, that this guy is headed out for headed out for Donald Trump now for three, four years. But is he the one that's being cited by Grassley as uh, shielding Hunter Biden and the laptop? He, I, I, he's connected with the movement. Okay. That was put in place by the FBI, who went to Zuckerberg, the CEO of Facebook, and right. said, hold on to that story because yeah. we think the Russians are out there giving false information. When they knew, when they knew that the laptop story was true. All right. One one other question related to this, uh, Ray uh, and, fr- and Frank. Good night. I need my weeds or some some oatmeal. <laughs> well, hey, hey, Tim, I wonder if what Fred just read there, this guy could be a low-level fall guy to say, oh, we've corrected the problem. I mean, That's this, a good should point. Started, this should start at Christopher Wray. This this has to start with the, the director yes. of the FBI, yeah. not some some da- guy down the food chain, right? Well, they, they could just be saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we took care of that. We're, we're now politically neutral again. No, they're not. Right, and I, I, wanted, I would like to know, uh, why was this guy fired? Specifically, because uh, he was cited by Grassley yes. as being the one who per- who uh, protected Hunter Biden yes. from being investigated. That I mean, that's what the accusation is. Yes, 
state. And you wonder, well, the, the same person who Grassley named was also walked out of his office last week? Last Friday. Yep. And then we have Peter Strzok. We know what happened there. <laughs> so you just wonder, there must be uh, just like a nest of FBI folks in Washington, D.C., not not the rank-and-file agents out there across America, but, but who are – that's what the whistleblower is saying there, right? I'm not sure if you want to do this right now. Jonathan Gilliam, Gilliam is a former FBI agent. He was on uh, Washington Watch yesterday okay. afternoon. With Art. Tony Perkins? Yes. yes. Listen to what he has to say about this collection. Not all FBI agents are bad, but there is a collection of FBI agents that have been after Donald Trump since day one. It's cut five. I do have uh, friends who are still agents and former agents, and um, pretty much everybody looks at this and, and kind of sits back and sees that something is drastically wrong. The same unit is being used over and over again in all of these things from the Washington, D.C. field office. The same people that were involved with Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, who said they wanted to take down Trump, are also involved with the Mar-a-Lago Mar raid. So I don't think we really have to, th these are facts. So when we say allegations or we're uh, we're accusing, I'm just looking at the facts. And, I'm, and when I point these out, I can say that this is normal behavior and this is not normal behavior, but the behavior that we're seeing is normal for criminals because criminal enterprises repeat the same thing over and over again. Pretty strong words from this former FBI agent who he says his story is confirmed by those friends of his that still work at the FBI. By the way, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, the Miami office of the FP, FBI didn't know about this. They didn't know it was taking place. They weren't told because it was this Washington group that Gilliam is talking about that's been carrying out this stuff. Mm. All right, why do you think this is, uh, Frank, this, this whole thing that we've been talking about? Out well, to get out to get Trump out out to protect Democrats. Why is that? Well, it's been going on for a long time. Has anybody ever gone to jail from from the whole RussiaGate thing? Nope, nobody. And everybody knew that was a sham from day one. Is anybody even on trial for it? Nope. If they can get away with it, why why wouldn't they do it? The Justice mm -hmm. Department's corrupt. It seems it's not an independent uh, Justice Department. I mean. They knew that that, that so-called right. dossier right. that came out of the Hillary Clinton campaign was completely false. And the government wasted three or so years of an investigation that they knew was going to lead nowhere. And it, it hamstrung a president of the United States in his own mm. agenda in the, in the first year of his, of his presidency. Because everyone <sighs> thought, oh, maybe this is true. Maybe the Russia thing is true. And everybody knew it wasn't from the beginning. Is it, does anyone ever go to jail? No. Right. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's a, uh, I don't see how the uh, secular left got in control of the FBI in Washington, D.C. That's it, really interesting. Well, it's they, got in, deep they got in control of the military, too. Yes, right. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, you, the Pentagon and well, the, look, the leadership, right? Look, in my day when I was in the Navy, if anybody had done what Joe Biden did and Austin did and Millie did in Afghanistan, they'd have, they would have resigned or been thrown out of office. That's true. That was the worst thing ever done by a United States president in history to leave innocent people in the hands of the Taliban when you had the ability to get them out of there. Hmm. 
I mean, if Trump had done this, Tim, right. we'd be right now, day 365, <laughs> Americans left in Afghanistan. You know. Brian Stelter would still have a show on yeah. CNN. Yeah, That's true. All right. Uh, hey, Frank, what's coming up this weekend on your show? We got the great Stephen C. Meyer on the program who wrote the book Return of the God Hypothesis. Amazing stuff. Okay, that's this weekend with our yep. good friend, Dr. Frank Turek. Uh, we'll tell you when we get back from the break, the times of cross-examined on Saturday and Sunday. Thanks, Frank. Thanks. See ya. Okay. What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA upholds the truth that all human beings, including the unborn, are created in the image of God and are worthy of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. Well, we're over halfway full with our trip to Israel, and that's coming up in March 2023. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Lots of folks are signing up to travel with us, and we would love for you to join us if you've been waiting to go to Israel. As I've said before, there's no COVID travel restrictions any longer coming back into the U.S. or in Israel. There's no testing. And certainly there's no, quote, vaccine requirements. So all you need is a suitcase and a passport. That's it. So all the information is available at TWHolyLand.com, TWHolyLand.com. It's going to be a wonderful time to see the places you've read about your whole life in the Bible. And uh, we look forward to taking everyone in March. So join us, TWHolyLand.com, TWHolyLand.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Stern. Stand by for news and commentary next. Liberty University's K-12 Online Academy is the best of a homeschool, private school, and Bible-based education all rolled into one. With LUOA, you can take charge of your child's learning environment and create a structured yet flexible schedule that works for your family. Our qualified teachers are easily accessible for guidance and support along the way. And with new classes starting every Monday, it's never too late to make a switch to LUOA. To learn more, text LUOA to 88741. That's LUOA to 88741. A minor league baseball team in Colorado Springs has caused all sorts of problems after they canceled a family night celebration at the ballpark. The Rocky Mountain Vibes had originally invited Save the Storks and Pikes Peak Citizens for Life to sponsor family night and sell tickets, which they did over 3,000. But the baseball team pulled the plug just hours before the first pitch. They also canceled a performance featuring a Christian singer and his 12-year-old son. Real classy, these folks. The baseball team said the pro-lifers and pro-family groups would hinder their mission to provide fun and family entertainment. Well, that explanation is not going over very well. And now many baseball fans are calling for a boycott of the Rocky Mountain vibes. It's not so much that the baseball team hit a foul ball with pro-lifers. They struck out. Bad vibes all around. I'm Todd Stearns. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Psalm 139, 23, and 24. American Family Radio. 
This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Okay, so Frank's show, Frank Turek's show, Cross-Examined, is heard on Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock Central Time and Sunday afternoons at 4 o'clock Central Time. It's an excellent program, one of our most popular weekend programs on American Family Radio, uh, Dr. Frank Turek and Cross-Examined, so make sure you tune in for that. Well, I'm Tim Wildman with uh, Fred Jackson and Chris Woodward here in Tupelo, MS, and in Kansas City, Kansas, is our good friend Ray Pritchard, and we thank you for listening, wherever you might be today. Now, Sandy Rios joins us most Tuesdays at this time. Sandy is Director of Governmental Affairs for American Family Association, so she represents our ministry in our nation's capital, and she's also heard each weekday morning from 7 to 8 o'clock Central Time right here on AFR with Sandy Rios in the morning. Good good, uh, good morning to you, Sandy. Good morning, Tim. Can I, can I tell them a secret? Yes. I, I still remember the day you called me and asked me if I would please, please come to do the morning show for AFA because you were having to do it. <laughs> Was I doing I it? How long That's a blur. <laughs> no, you were doing it. You said it's killing me. Oh yeah. Oh, I think I was, I think, oh, that was bad. I'm, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm a six thirty. more. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't get with the chickens now. Sun has got to be up for at least an hour before I get, get to go in. But, but see, it was less that you wanted me is that you, that was just too much. I was exhausted. I got, got my proper priorities here. Oh, I'm just saying. It, yes. And I, I think I had three teenagers at the time too. And I had no brain <laughs> left by the time I got here. But anyway, well, good, good morning. And how's your, um, I don't know how much you've told your listeners about your health. You're okay now and everything? I'm doing great. I've told them quite a bit. I okay. had a radiation, five days of radiation last week. I have level one, stage one breast cancer. <clears throat> so that means it's so minimal. It's embarrassing to even mention, but I have it. Uh, and it's gone now. I had surgery and the five days of radiation. And really, it's just, except for a little bit of tiredness, I'm fine. Well, praise and, God. Uh, just thanking God. Yeah, because okay. it could be so different. You, mm-hmm. We all know that. Yeah. Now uh, this does your your you uh your uh how, what do you call it screen your annual screening or testing uh caught this? Well, it was uh, uh yes, but they have the forty ultrasound uh, it where I go. Okay. And so uh, that's what detected it. It's there's nothing I would have never noticed it. It's not something you could have felt. It's just very tiny, and if it hadn't been for that technology, you know, it would have been another year, two years. Who knows? So, um, well, just, uh, as much as you can, folks do your annual testing, uh, you know, that the doc, you know, that the doctors do to prevent you. So you can catch cancer as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the key. Yes. Really? Yes. And to have great, to have good medical care is just priceless, man. Priceless. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. All right, Fred, you wanted to ask Sandy a question? Well, Sandy, uh, you've heard about uh, these whistleblowers inside the FBI. Uh, they've approached uh, Senator uh, Grassley, uh, Republican Senator Grassley, and he is basically spilling the beans of what he's being told about uh, uh, 
and this is hardly breaking news, there is bias amongst some in the some in the FBI against Donald Trump. And there was this story uh, that came out from Fox in the last uh, couple of days that an FBI assistant special agent in charge, Timothy Tebow, uh, he is now out. He has walked out of the Washington Bureau on Friday after being under suspension because basically uh, it obviously it has been proven by the FBI that he had some extreme biases against Donald Trump going back several years. And uh, How do we know this? How, how do we know the biases exist? I'm not doubting what you're saying, but uh, they, the FBI doesn't say why he was released. No, no. Uh, he was named in the whistle, by the whistleblowers. Okay, okay. By okay. Grassley? Yes. Okay. Yes. And we also uh, are learning, and we just played a clip of a uh, former FBI agent, mm-hmm. Jonathan Gilliam. He was on... Uh, Tony Perkins program, Washington Watch, yesterday. Former FBI agent says he still has friends inside, and he is he say, basically says there's a contingent of FBI people still there uh, who have been out to get Donald Trump for some time now. They are the same group, according to Gilliam, that uh, pushed the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Have you heard about this, Sandy? Oh, yeah, okay. I don't know if you're addressing me. Uh, yes, yes, I do. Yes, I know about this. Yeah, just to explain, this guy is, uh, you know, in, in D.C. there are two offices. There's the federal office, which is that, you know, the, um, well, ominous-looking building uh, right downtown. And then there's the field office, and that's uh, like you'd have a Chicago office of the Bureau or Seattle or whatever. It's just the regular field office for the District of Columbia. And this particular agent was the one in charge of that office. So they're separate. Um, Now, the thing about, the reason, Tim, you ask why they know about his bias, and I kind of uh, am resist, I don't really think the FBI is the one that investigated this. It's like Fred said, it's the whistleblowers who brought it up and brought it to Chuck Grassley and also Jim Jordan. So we know that in his past, uh, T-Bolt had, I'll just give you one example. He retweeted on his social media a Lincoln Project post that said, Donald Trump is a psychologically broken, embittered, and deeply unhappy man. That's just one thing that he that he posted. And so, you Ooh. know, people go back. And he's a, he was head of the field office in Washington, D.C. And then further than that, he actually um, was, he worked on the Trump-Russia investigation. Uh, he investigated the Trump 2020 election, and he is involved in the ongoing uh, Hunter Biden probe. Now, let me break that down a little bit. I'm learning, uh, I just learned yesterday because of email that came my way. I don't, I can't explain all of this, but I could just tell you that Timothy Tebolt, the guy we're talking about, the agent that, we don't know if he was fired or if he retired, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's unclear. <clears throat> he's, he's been there 25 years. And when you are walked out of the office, that's what they do with everyone. So we don't know, you know, what that exactly meant. Uh, but, um, he was actually, you guys remember the names Bruce and Nellie Orr? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bruce was that State Department official. His wife worked for Fusion GPS, mm. and they were involved in that Trump, uh, the fake, phony, horrible dossier. Uh, but we know, according to Manifest, that Timothy Tebold flew uh, overseas with both of them. I forgot it was Poland or some, some Eastern Bloc country. Uh, why was where why was he doing that? And this is when President Trump had just declared his candidacy. So Tebow was with them uh, on more than one occasion. So that's a very odd connection. Uh, we also know that 
where when it comes to the Hunter Biden thing, this is what these whistleblowers are saying. They said that Tebow verified and verifiable verified and verifiable derogatory information on Hunter Biden was falsely labeled disinformation by Tebow. And within the FBI, he tried to close um, an avenue of additional derogatory Hunter Biden reporting was ordered closed by T-Ball specifically. He also tried to improperly mark it so that it could never come up in the FBI system again. Um, the, the other accusation is that uh, he pressured agents to categorize cases as, and this is a different issue, but it's important to all of us as, uh, as America first people, which I think we are for the most part. He tried to pressure agents into categorizing cases as domestic violent extremism. And remember that that is the narrative of the Biden administration, that domestic violent extremism, Christopher uh, Ray has said that numbers of times, is the greatest threat. And who are the domestic violent extremists? Well, it's people like AFA members. It's people like me. It's people like you, Tim. It's people like all the guys that work for us and all the people that listen to us. We are classified as potential domestic violent extremists. And so that's the narrative he was carrying. Um, um. The, the according to uh, CBS News, uh, th- this gentleman you're talking about, Timothy, his his name is spelled T H I B A U L T. A top level FBI mm-hmm. agent is what they refer to him as. They say he resigned. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, you know, there's different levels of resignation, yeah, I, I, right? You can be forced to resign, or you can resign yeah. on your own. So we, well, he's you but, don't know. There, I read like four different accounts of this, right. and they they all said something a little different. Uh, but the one that I trusted said that no one's real clear. He's a tri- retirement age. He could have been mm-hmm. retiring. That doesn't mean he didn't have some rough. Well, I, I think it, he was on a, uh, some kind of uh, leave for the again, last 30 days. Again, this is CBS, but they say had recently been removed from his position as assistant. Oh, yes. Special That's aid. true. He had been removed from his uh, position as the field office. I found it. Uh, the yeah. ASAC for the field office. But he was not removed from the FBI. Yeah. Uh, a question, uh, Sandy, your opinion. And then Ray's co-hosting yeah. with us today, too, he, <laughs> yeah. he wants to ask a uh, question. Is it possible that Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI, didn't know any of this was going on? <laughs> I would just say, since you're asking my opinion, absolutely not. Are you kidding me? Uh, you know, what people don't understand is Christopher Ray was very close to Robert Mueller and, uh, and um, James Comey. They're buddies. They go back for decades. When he was appointed to be the FBI agent to take over after Comey, it was a disaster. Whoever whispered that in Trump's ear was part of the cabal. And it could be, you know, there are a lot of choices as to who might have whispered that. Uh, but Christopher Ray's an insider. Uh, he is, uh, no, he, he, I know, he knows exactly what he's doing. There's no way he doesn't know. Ray, go ahead. So, Sandy, wh- where does this leave us in terms of public confidence in the FBI. I mean, we've heard so many stories. Uh, it just seems to me that this fella who got walked out of his office, whatever the circumstances, if we started removing everybody who had it in for President Trump from the top levels of the FBI, I'm not sure who's going to be left. So how is the public, the average average American supposed to feel about the FBI given all the shenanigans and scandals of the last few years? Well, I honestly, uh, Ray, I would say uh, guilty until proven innocent. 
Yeah. I've had uh, law enforcement people say to me and uh, other people that I trust who are attorneys or whatever to just if the FBI comes to your door, don't ask, don't let them come in. Don't answer any of their questions. Uh, tell them that, uh, you, you know, you won't talk to them without an attorney because they can't be trusted right now. You don't know who is good and who is bad. And uh, we have re we've crossed the Rubicon with the FBI. There's no question about it. Uh, I, I think um, personally, I've thought of I've advocated for this. Not that I have any say in it, but I would really love if we get a new administration who would clean, really clean house, really really clean house. Uh, that the FBI could be saved if you would bring back retired agents just for a time. Just get rid, go through, purge, get rid of it, reestablish the original culture of the FBI, the original training, the original mission, uh, and reinstate it. I could see that happening, uh, but um, that would be a Herculean task, uh, but that's really the only way I can see they can save it. You mentioned something a few minutes ago, Sandy, that was I didn't know about that was telling <clears throat> this fella, uh, this agent, the special agent in Washington, D.C., the one that grassley cited and that uh, as and the whistleblower, I guess, used his name and his name is Tibalt, T-H-I-B-A-U-L-T, the one uh, he was the special agent, a top level, this according to CBS, a top level FBI agent who had been under fire for his role in investigations regarding President Biden's son. I'm reading from CBS, but uh, OK, this fellow, this guy I just mentioned, you're saying he retweeted a Lincoln Project tweet while he was in his official capacity, I don't know if it was on his personal Twitter, Twitter account or not, that really doesn't matter. But when you're at a high, you're a top-level FBI agent, you do not need to be tweeting anything politically conservative or liberal one way or another. Because it could come back to it, it as it is in this guy's case. Now, you, now people like us are saying, "Look, the guy had it out for Trump. He hated Trump." So, uh, and, and, and the people want to say, "Well, how do you know that? That's that's you're just uh, speculating." Well, no. Look, mm -hmm. <laughs> he tw he tweeted this uh, bias against uh, Trump. So. Um, I just wanted to point that out, uh, yeah. re reiterate what you said. Go ahead. Well, let me just say that was 2020. And, yes, of course, he was exactly the head of the field office in Washington. President Trump was still president. Wow. The Lincoln Project Post said Donald Trump is a psychologically broken, embittered, and deeply unhappy man. And he retweeted that. He you know, I, 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 I would think that the FBI would have rules and regulations against their agents posting political statements on social media. Well, you would be correct. Oh, uh, that, that already correct. exists? Absolutely. You know, my, as you well know, my husband served for many years at, as an agent with the FBI. Uh, and you're not allowed to make, take wear, you know, banners, a, a electioneer for someone, make political right. statements. No, because you're the, you are the law. You are, you're to bring order and uh, investigate cases of all kinds of people. You can't, and you have to do it with blind, justice is blind, right? You can't like be talking about the people that you're going derogatorily uh, publicly about the people that you're supposed to be protecting or defending or investigating. Uh, so that the so that justice can be 
um, you know, maintained. You can't do that. So, no, there's strict penalties against that. Oh, wow. You know, I want to say one thing. Yeah. Speaking of that, that reminds me of Peter Strzok, and I don't know if you guys caught this, but last in that unredacted um, affidavit that was released on Friday, um, you know, they, re- uh, they redacted almost all the pages. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think maybe two-thirds of it, I'm guessing, that, that were redacted, just black, you know. Right. But one name, one name they left there was Cash Patel. And Cash, of course, worked for President Trump. So his name is in the affidavit, and they, they claim the reason they redacted so much is they didn't want to unnecessarily involve people who had been witnesses or given testimony to the grand jury, whatever. So uh, Peter Strzok, remember him? That, uh, you know, FBI agent that famously hated President Trump with his lover, Lisa Page. Uh, This is what he said, uh, tweeted to Cash Patel. Never great to see your unredacted name in a search warrant affidavit. To borrow from Eric Hirschman, I'm going to give you the best free legal advice you're ever getting in your life. Get a great blanking criminal defense lawyer. You're going to need it. That's from the objective former member of the FBI in the intelligence agency in charge of the uh, Russia probe, Russia collusion probe for the FBI. That was his unbiased. One other thing, uh, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's, once we start down this, it's hard not to relive it all again because it's so unbelievable. It's like a movie. Uh, I'm talking about the FBI's out to get Trump and people associated with Trump mission. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And it, and to protect Hillary Clinton and Hunter Biden, these things are out in the open and public, and they're, and, and I mean they're documented. And you, did, what was it that James Comey, the former FBI director, took home with him, and then walked over to his neighbor's house and gave them, uh, like some information so that they could then give it to the media. That was uh, his notes on his interview with President Trump. He said, it, and uh, he, he he said it, that's what he did, right? Yes, he exactly. That. He said, "Oh yeah," he was kind of proud of it. Actually, he was really a piece of work. He was very <laughs> proud of his cleverness, clever. Yeah. So it's a professor uh, friend of his that he actually brought into the FBI to do some work for some reason. I just uh, and yeah, you're right. So then they leaked it to the New York uh, Times, and I've forgotten exactly. We, they were trying to impeach President Trump over what he said. You know, this was remember that how much what a spark that was when President Trump fired Comey. That was like vengeance. I mean, they came out like... Uh, he should, he like, should have fired him the first day he went into office. Yes, he I I mean, you know, I, think, I know President Trump knows this now, but... Uh, and you're right. I think what ha- if a Republican is elected president in 2024, uh, to the extent that he has the authority to do this, they need to fire as many <laughs> people as possible. In, in Washington, D.C., probably in all agencies. Uh, I mean, because the deep state run, runs far and wide. Mm-hmm. And um, so, all right, Sandy, you know, go ahead. Can I just Last interject comment. real quick, yes. very quickly? Uh, the Convention of the States, you know, I interviewed Mark Meckler at CPAC, and I'm, I'm persuaded, I, I am finally now persuaded that that's really, that could be the real answer to this, if we could get a momentum on that, because that... Uh, you wouldn't have to go through Washington. Uh, you just, it goes back to the people to limit the power and scope of D.C. We could cut down the bureaucracy. We could just, we could eliminate it, really, if we had the will to do it. Uh, but they've, they've got some great momentum. I think they have 19 states, and uh, I think that's an important endeavor. I'm all in now. 
All right. Thanks, Sandy. Have a good day. You're welcome. Thanks, guys. Talk okay, to bye you bye. soon. Bye-bye. Sandy Rios joining us. You know, uh, is it any wonder, is it any wonder why Donald Trump, when he got to Washington, he started using, you know, deep state, fake news, all of this. And, you know, some people were kind of skeptical about, you know, don't use that language. But as time has passed, <laughs> we now understand what this man was facing and still is facing Donald Trump I'm talking about. He has a whole bureaucracy, a government that's against him. Right. You, you wonder, I, I want to move on from this, but you, you just, when you're looking back, you wonder, what do you think the motivation was for these players that we've mentioned their names in the FBI and, and, uh, and to, to take him out, to take Trump out politically? You know, Trump came from nowhere. It's really clear. Tim, I mean, remember when he came down the stairway, the golden, the golden escalator in the beginning, and people mm-hmm. laughed. They thought it was a joke, and they didn't take seriously that a man like Donald Trump, coming from nowhere, so to speak, coming from celebrity apprentice, could become the president. They weren't prepared for a man like Donald Trump. And once they, once they discovered that they could not control him, that he was your classic outsider coming in and disrupting the Washington establishment, he had to be removed. And if that meant lying about him, if that meant setting up traps for him, if that meant top leaders in the FBI uh, plotting to bring him down, they were willing to do it because he was not part of the, he wasn't part of the good old boys club that's run Washington for generations. Um, Yeah. I think they all expect, they all expected Hillary Clinton to win. Right. Yeah. And they were all for Hillary Clinton to win because she represented the, uh, you say, the political establishment. And uh, she wasn't going to rock the boat. Uh, but then, then this, you know. You know, they were okay with George W. Bush. Yes. Even though he was conservative right. after a fashion. He really was. Right. After a fashion, he was. But he was as insider as you can be. Right, right. Right. Donald Trump did not. He didn't play by their rules, and a man who doesn't play by the establishment rules is the enemy. He's got to be brought down by any means necessary. <clears throat> well, all right. You're listening to today's issues. We will see what is the fallout from this because I think if the uh, – we're talking about this special agent in Washington, D.C. that was walked out of his office, whether he resigned or was forced out. The CBS says forced out, I think. We'll see, and I, you're really going to have to have the Republicans take over the House of Representatives in November. Of course, that would actually take place in January, but the election is November, mm-hmm. in order for you to get some real substantive uh, hearings uh, on, on this, investigations on this uh, whole situation, because the Democrats aren't going to do it. You know, uh, they're They're not going to... Go along with that. What, well, Tim, and one, one other thing. It has uh, one of the more alarming things to me is how it's moved from demonizing Trump, which the media has been doing, to now demonizing anybody who's on the other side. If you're a Republican, right? I mean, the the speech that the president's going to make, if he does, if if he actually comes out and says what people say he's going to say on what is it Thursday night, 
He's going to demonize not just Trump, but the entire Republican Party. And by extension, Tim, you, me, and everybody yeah. who's on the conservative Fred, side. Yes, you're right, Ray. Uh, uh, of course, this fits in with Hillary Clinton's uh, basket of deplorables. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obama saying people, who, Republicans who cling to their religion and guns. Yep. And then uh, we had we had Biden the other day, semi-fascist. Fascist. Uh, using all, you know, he's, he's. What's he going to do Thursday? What are we talking about here now? It's a speech that what is the soul of America or yeah. something. He's basically going to badmouth Republicans he's on gonna national get, television. He, he's going to give a speech. Mm-hmm. I have the audio from that we played yesterday of him badmouthing what he called MAGA Republicans. If you want to play that again, it'll probably be a preview of what we can expect to hear on Thursday. So, but isn't he going to like Independence Hall in Philadelphia to deliver a speech that speech Thursday? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, to attack attack Republicans. Yeah, it's basically a campaign uh, event that we the people are going to have to pay for. He'll probably distinguish between what he'll call good Republicans, which are liberal Republicans in mm-hmm. his mind. Yeah, Lynn Ch- uh, Liz yeah, Cheney. Yeah, Cheney. Conservative Republicans are yes. certainly people who are supported president, voted for President Trump, which is half the country. I I just can't believe these folks are still going after half the country mm-hmm. with name calling for all of them. When you have the media on your side that will frame the story to make you a hero for what you said and how you said it and you have people brought yeah. on and they're paid to talk you up, it works to your benefit. Why uh, would you not do that? Also, it's risky putting Biden out there to do any kind of a teleprompter. Yes, it is. Huh? <laughs> a- anything could happen when Joe yeah. Biden... Yeah, he's now got in the habit of, of calling, if you'll, he calling Republican, Republica. <laughs> no, he, that's what he True. did. He, he's True. just, that, that's every, every third time he says Republican, now he says Republica. And I'm going like, are you talking about an airline? <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you talking about exactly here? All right, we'll return in five minutes with more of today's issues. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.